0: It's Tuesday night, and you know it's time to talk some comics here on Nerd Initiative YouTube. This week for Turn a Page, we are diving into a big event that happened just not too long ago in the land of Boom Studios by way of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers universe. It is a milestone edition of their long-running series, and especially this would be a nice Warm-up for their big crossover big event. I should say it feels like a crossover. It's event. It's an event. But it is an event that is dropping this week at the comic shop. So as we like to say, get comfy, grab your favorite issue, and let's get ready to turn a page. Welcome to Turn a Page, the official comic book club for nerd initiative. Each week, the NI Bullpen will be covering the world of comics, talking to
1: creators, deep diving into some fantastic stories, and much more. Now let's hand
0: it over to the team and turn a page. That Tom Sholu never gets old. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed off his latest album. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for joining us for another edition of Nerd Initiative Presents Turn a Page, the official comic book club of Nerd Initiative, where each and every Tuesday we are going to be talking the latest in the comics world, We're going to be talking to creators, and deep diving into some of our favorite stories that you need to have in your collection. In case you don't know, my name is Ken M. I'm the host of the ODPH podcast, and I'm also Nerd Initiative Comics Editor-in-Chief. To my left, your right... I can't do it justice, so I'm going to let him take over for this one.
1: Coming at you live and direct straight from the ODPH studio. My name is Off the Cuff Tom, your pop culture connoisseur. We are talking Power Rangers today, and I can't tell you how excited I am.
0: Yes, Tom is extremely excited. If you don't follow him on social media, first and foremost, let's make sure you fix that. He is an avid Power Rangers fan. Just putting it mildly. To put it very, very mildly. And without our fellow bullpen member Matt from Hops Geeks News, who's traveling cross country, so he won't be on this week. We definitely wanted to make sure we had an issue that was right up Tom's alley and one that he has been dying to talk about. But definitely shout out to Matt too. You should be following him on everything that is Hops Geeks News, because he has a big interview that dropped this week and he's got an even bigger review that is happening tomorrow Huge. on new comic books day. So definitely let us get into the whole story about how this book came to be because this is a big week like we talked about for boom studios that it is it is a monster week because there is an issue that is dropping this wednesday as we are recording mighty Morphin power rangers 111 melissa flores simona Dion, One gm fleece the, right the, the darkest hour story kicks off now this has been a monster Run that they have had coming off the heels of the milestone issue 100. Correct. So, we thought to give you a little precursor that you should be picking this story up and you should be also following what has been going on, but in the land of Boom Studios, because like I say, Boom is absolutely killing it right now. We thought we'd dive into Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 100 which is one of the most milestone issues that they have had in recent memory. And how many books nowadays do get
1: all the way up to 100? Let's think about that first and foremost.
0: Mm-hmm. It is a rarity these days, and it's something that we as fans don't get to see that often because obviously a lot of companies like to do the legacy numbering and everything restarts at issue you know, mm-hmm. one every two so odd years. So it's very refreshing to see that a series is getting this kind of love and reaction from a comic company and that they're allowed to really breathe and let you know let let the creators have a good run with this.
1: Now, leading up to this real quick so everybody knows, after issue 50 I think it was, it's when they did the split, correct? Mm-hmm. So, after issue 50 when everything had happened with Necessary Evil, they had split into two different runs. We had Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. It was a hectic time for all writers, so they were still doing the scene numbering. So, Mighty Morphin 60 power rangers would be issue 62 so then we had you know 30 50 some odd issues boom 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 boom, boom. then all of a sudden here for this big huge massive grand finale swan song of ryan and Para, we got it all together now don't forget also leading up to this we also had a lot of the friends of the show on here we had matt groom mm-hmm. right a lot of the folks from the Massiverse are phenomenal ranger writers uh ryan himself was in there uh why am I am dropping a name here? I'm well, one. you gotta
0: think Kyle Higgins was one who really Kyle kicked it off it. and you went to Ryan Parrott, Matt Groom, Melissa Flores, Flores is now taking over. So if you're following comics most exciting universe right now, the massive verse by Image Comics and Black Market Narrative a lot of the similarities you kind of can compare to have been really founded in the pages of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers by Boom. Yes, but
1: it's not spandex.
0: It is not. It is a completely different ball of wax. But it's one that you can really kind of gravitate towards because it all goes down to the battle of good and evil. And what we gravitate towards is comic fans because that's what we really got introduced into the world of superheroes on.
1: Yes, Uh, For me, it actually led back, trust me, one of these days I'm going to do a very special episode of why I love Power Rangers, and I'm just going to steal the mic, and Ken might be tied up in a corner, (laughs) but it it all started off at Voltron and then proceeded and proceeded from there to where we are here right now, and I wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff if it wasn't for Rangers, and I can't tell you how grateful I am.
0: Anyhow. No, but that's the one thing about being a comic fan, that you get introduced to a lot of different characters, different universes, different fandoms, and then you can really deep dive into what gravitates towards you. I mean, for me, growing up, I was always a big Spider-Man fan because I would always see in the comics, in the newspapers, yes, I am dating myself, folks. It's okay. I talk about it all the time. But it's how I got into Marvel Comics and how I became such a Marvel Comics fan. Yep. And to see you know, your story with Power Rangers and how you gravitate towards that— And to see how it translates from the small screen to the big pages because i i consider comic books big pages this Mm. is just something that when you see the quality of work being done in issues like we're seeing especially in the current run right now by boom it's Mm. always something to get the fans excited especially when you think about how long the power rangers have been around for years 30
1: years and now what the the fun thing about that is if you look at power rangers comics from 25 30 years ago they were just as good as the episodes were now you're seeing people out there you know like Ryan, like missy like matt like kyle who grew up on these franchises and now they're writing their own story the way that they remember it and they're just expunging and 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 exhilarating and exacerbating and every other x word i can think of And, (laughs) and it literally is it's part i'm playing in this toy box and at the same time it's fan service here
0: yeah but that's the best thing about it and especially when you have those fan moments, see, I don't like saying fan service. I think it's a fan moment because I know from when I've read this run and I really jumped in on the Ryan mm-hmm. Parrott beginnings. Yep. And just really how much that it clicked in for me about how this is more than just, oh, the TV show coming to this, this you know, small screen and that. It's one of those situations, and when you see this playing out, it's really something that drives the point home about how good this series can be mm-hmm. and really gives you something to sink your teeth into about. And really, I can't stress just how it does when the cross is over like this. It really makes for some fun, fun things happening.
1: Oh, it's amazing. So just as a quick lead up, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the comic book. Um, Prior to that, we had...
0: And I believe we are back on. If you can hear us in the chat, let us know. Because this is what happens when the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers talk happens. It gets a little more excited in the grid. It starts making a lot more noise.
1: It's like that episode of uh, Mighty Mo- of uh, Power Rangers RPM where Flynn actually says in the background, explosions in the background?
0: Yes. It's a very cool moment to see happen and take place. So, like I say, we can't stress it enough. When we start really breaking down about why things are happening like this and really stretches that home, too. Like I say, that's a big thing that's happening here.
1: I, I can see part of this on here.
0: Yeah, the grid is overloading. It's coming back slowly <laughs> but surely because that is just what happens when you have a show that really takes over like this and drives it home so, too.
1: So speaking of Power Rangers, uh, outside of the comics, Ken, and everybody in the chat while we try and figure out what's going on our, with our video right now, who's your favorite ranger of all time? Yes. Now, if, if, now, hold on real quick, everybody. I just want to make sure. Let's, As much as I appreciate Jason David Frank, let's mix it up a bit. Who is your favorite ranger of all time?
0: Hmm, that's a really great question to see, too. And that's where it also plays in that we're just like, there's so many that have gone through. I mean, for me, it's JDF. Mm -hmm. Like I say, that's just how it's...
1: Which version? Five different colors he's worn.
0: I've gone the original green, man. That's how I I have to go here. If we're
1: going to do JDF, then I will definitely have to go with his black Dino Thunder suit. Mm. Uh, It was really nice to have him come back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very cool to see when it well, happens cell like
1: Cell phone wallet keys can still hear our audio. We're just working on the video, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, when you said Adam as the Black Ranger, what did you think of that particular episode when he did the comeback with the busted morpher in space? Trust me, I can fill dead air time. Trust me. Yes,
0: we will do this. If we have to do this with just throwing up a screen there, we will do this. And that's the one good thing that we can do this about. Oh, something's throwing up there. Hey! hey!
1: Fuck it. We'll do it live. Exactly.
0: Not even natural disaster from last week. Not even power outage here can stop turn a page, folks. That's when you know you have a hit show going on Nerd Initiative YouTube. So make sure you drop that subscribe. And our numbers went up
1: while the camera was off.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You can't stop the Nerd Initiative bullpen, folks. You can only hope to contain us. Yes, I know. I'll get a copyright suit for that. But let us get into the issue, though, at hand, because we have to give a little backstory about this because we've been talking about our fandoms of this yes. and how the two books were split between Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. And when you see everybody come together like Voltron, so to speak, <laughs> this is a truly monumental event because we went through one of the... Best storylines that happened, I know I want to talk about it at length at another time, and that's the Altarian War.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Because that was one that, if you want to talk about fan moments, you want to talk about fan interactions, you want to talk about the vibe that really catches you and never lets go, that is the one that does it. And that is the one that hooked me on, and especially when it was announced shortly thereafter that Ryan was going to be leaving after six years of writing yep. Power Rangers. Starting at GoGo. Mm hmm. That he was really setting up for something special, which led into this. Because when you had the charge to 100, it really set the tone for a lot of cool things to happen. Because when you're capping off a run, especially too, like we talk about these days, you don't get the legacy numbering of issue 100. Right. You don't get a lot of the creative teams staying on.
1: And you also don't get a lot of creative teams getting the option to be able to finish either. It's usually just a one. Oh, that's your last issue. Thanks. Bye. This was a lead up to it. I mean, Ryan had done such amazing work just overall that he deserved a good send off. And this very much was it.
0: Mm -hmm. So what we're going to be doing now is taking a deep dive into the Charge 2100s epic finale which had a lot of stories going on with this. Yes. So, Tom, if we're going to give our viewing audience a little recap here, we are dealing with two storylines that are going on, but one is centering around someone by the name of Andros.
1: Yes, Andros.
0: So break it down for us.
1: So Andros the Red Space Ranger is going on right now. He is seriously having this way heavy emo moment. Um, he thinks he's the only survivor of Ko thirty five. We find out this his whole backstory in one of the Power Rangers Unlimited issues with his brotherly backstory with Zane. His kid sister, Karone, has been kidnapped. So we've got the whole Astronomical thing again, which you can read in another Power Rangers Unlimited uh, air to. Darkness, I believe it mm-hmm. was. Air to Darkness. Excellent. A lot of great Easter eggs in there with Rita and Diva Talks And I could keep going on and on and on. So the problem was is that Zane was sick and all busted like we know from the show. But we've gone into further depth with it. So Andros is sworn to not morph until... For, he had sworn not to morph. So we got this weird black suit reason, which is a connection to that one particular episode where he was in the tavern in, in the actual show. And I could, again, go on and on and on and on and about it. But he made a deal with one of the ancient Omega Rangers, the Death Ranger. hmm Um, as you can see right there, we've got the red Omega Ranger here on the screen. Now the Omega, the Death Ranger was the gold Omega Ranger and his powers are just all sorts of wicked and twisted. And he made it, literally made a deal with the devil to bring his buddy back from the dead, but it didn't work out all that well. So that's what's going on, at least with Andrus up to this point.
0: Yeah, and it's also crazy about how he's just, like, obsessed with about bringing him back, because at this time, too, the Omega Rangers are out in space. They're kind of the more galactic Power Rangers, if you will.
1: Yeah, the definitely. You Think of it, uh, best way to put it is, if to any of our Star Wars fans out there, you've got, you know, the inner uh space and the outer space the outer rim kind of idea Mm -hmm. so you're definitely gonna have the mighty morphin team the earth team based on everything that's in the near galaxy and the omegas are definitely taking care of that you know outreach kind of stuff or you know different sectors if you were for the green lantern fans out there
0: yes because as it opens up the death ranger is sitting there and has now possessed the people of ko 35 ko 35 -35. ko 35. And is you're seeing them slowly get broken down that the resurrection of these dead zombies mm-hmm. are really going to cause a problem for the rest of the universe. Andros has to go back and tell, or make a plea with Zordon. That's right.
1: Now, at this point, uh, the Death Ranger has taken over Zane the Space Ranger. And because of all the stuff that's going on with Jason dealing with the death of his mother, mm-hmm. he is now susceptible to the Death Ranger's influence. So when you see on these pages mm-hmm. here there's a lot, the Red Omega Ranger is extremely twisted and sharp and violent. I mean, it's a great design, I'll give them that. So for those of you who haven't read this yet, that's why everything's a little messed up. And because the Death Ranger has taken over the Red Omega Ranger, it has funneled down to the other Rangers itself. So pretty much the whole team are Beth Omega Rangers, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so as you're seeing though, both teams of Rangers are now finally at the command center, and Andros is pleading his case. Andros. Andros. I will say Andros to the, to the end of me. But you're seeing that Zordon, who has already been through enough battles, is still being a little more protective, if you will, and, and being very cautious about what is going on, too. Plus, the rest of the Rangers are not exactly too excited to work with uh, Mr. Andros, if you will.
1: Dude, well, he's like, dude, you're dick.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta face it, he did kind of lead them on for his own personal gains because there was a great spinoff book that happened before this that yep. gave some very good clarity to his backstory. Absolutely. As well. So as you're seeing the rest of the Rangers are not exactly jumping at the the chance to do it, but Tommy winds up leading it into being the Rangers that they need to be.
1: Absolutely. And that's exactly what what, what Tommy would do.
0: He's mm-hmm. like,
1: All right, come on guys, we gotta do this. It's morphin' time.
0: Yes. Kia. So, as you see, it's down to business, and we and want a splash page here, too.
1: What's great is I do believe this is the first time in the comics, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but I think this is the first splash page where we've had all seven of the Mighty Morphin Rangers go all at once.
0: I believe so. I think, I think that's been the case with that. Yeah. But as you see... When everybody morphs up and everybody is getting ready to get down to business, like this is where things are finally picking up and you finally have that big emotional moment happen here too mm-hmm. because there's been a lot of talking, there's been a lot of despair, everybody's been on their heels about what has been going on with the Death Ranger. Oh yeah. And now to see this really take hold, it plays right into a big fight scene that is happening here and really just kind of jumps in because you see that they're ready to get down to business, they're ready to go back to to KO thirty five. Thank you. And I, Tom will be correcting me all night because, I, you know, I get so amped up about it. I know I don't do the pronunciation so well. But when you start seeing that they're getting ready to fight the zombies, and especially with Andros being somebody that is trying to, you know, lead the troops, not everybody's on board, but when they finally get there and they see that magical moment, too, where the, the Death Ranger is just sitting there waiting for him, too.
1: And just look at the Astro megaship on there. Doesn't she look beautiful? Oh, She's it's an amazing so job. so pretty.
0: I mean, the arts team, and they had so many artists working on this book, too. It
1: was, a well, you know, not only was it a culmination of of everything that's happened in Rangerdom in the comics, it literally was a culmination of all the Rangerdom artists and writers and, you know, it was a team effort as a whole.
0: Mm -hmm. And especially, too, capturing the emotion that is happening, too, because at the time... Jason, the long-standing Power Ranger, the Red Ranger, mm-hmm. suffered one of the most emotional losses of his life with oh, the yeah. death death of his mother, which I will say this, if you really want an emotional read, Ryan Parrott knocks it out of the park just portraying the, the five stages of grief as Jason is trying to come to terms with him not being there when his mother passed away because he was in space being a Power Ranger.
1: Now, I, I know from chatting with Ryan that that, that was a... Big issue for him to write with Mm. everything going on with him personally. So a lot of Ryan himself is in that book.
0: Yes. And it just pours out too. So when you get to this moment in the book of issue 100 and you see Jason's reaction and how Kimberly's trying to plead with him too, it really goes into where they know the stakes are. Because Mm -hmm. this is not going to just be your average good versus evil battle. This is a very highly emotional one too. Because you're seeing the Death Ranger is tapped into – just the raw reaction of what Jason has been going through he has been really keeping this bottled up inside too. Oh yeah. He hasn't let this distract the team in any which way shape or form. So when the team is ready to go, you see the epic face off that is happening and you see just everybody rushes at each other too, especially when they use the catchphrases as well too.
1: Kicking the teeth, totally yeah. kicking the not even kicking the nuts, man. Seriously.
0: Yeah, because as you can see with the writing, too, I love how the lettering was done up that you can hear the Death Ranger's voice.
1: Yeah, Ken and I went back on this one, as a matter of fact, of talking about it. Because to me, it was, I went, as an as a old-school Power Ranger Pierce, like, Rangers really don't um, go ahead and do the morphing call or any of that when they jump into battle. So I'm like, why did they do that? And then Ken said to me...
0: They did this because they really wanted to establish the tone. Yeah, And they really wanted to say, like, this is our fight. And you saw the Death Ranger was just kind of sitting there saying, one-up, like, if you're going to do this, I'm going to do this right back. Mm -hmm. And really just kind of added that superhero element to the story. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. But to throw that little kind of curveball in the mix, I thought was very well played because it wasn't just sitting there going, oh, there's no emotion behind this. Whenever you hear a team use a battle cry, like Avengers Assemble, you know, when you have the Power Rangers do it, or whoever does it, you know that, like, is about to go down. <laughs> it's probably the easiest way Very to put down. it. down. But when you see this, and especially with the Omega Rangers being possessed and the Death Rangers just sitting back and going, anything you can do, I can do better. Leading into just this wild scenario fighting.
1: And it was friends versus friends. Family versus family. Any battle or team-up that you could think of happened. Mm-hmm. You had... Uh, Tommy versus Jason, which is the obvious one, going blow for blow, spar for spar, swing for swing, hit for hit. You had Billy and Adam going at it. You had, uh, worst of all, you know, we can't forget our friend Journey.
0: No, Journey. Let's talk about that for a little bit because the Omega Rangers really had a curveball thrown at them before they got into this fight.
1: Yeah, so Journey was a character that they introduced. Um, it was more about the idea of found family, which was really going on a lot in a lot of shows and and tv at the shows and books at that time um journey was adopted pretty much by zach and trini and because they were taken over with their omega powers uh she journey grew up you know she has accelerated growth because of whatever species she is which we still don't know Mm -hmm. and she had to fight zach and trini like Mm -hmm. how how hard is that for you to actually fight your own mom and dad
0: Oh, it's absolutely insane to think about, too, because especially you have these young heroes that are thrusted in the role of becoming a a guardian for this child alien Yeah. who is now growing rapidly, and every time that she is being active and trying to do the right thing, she's aging herself. It
1: pushes the acceleration of her growth.
0: Yeah, because you have Kevlar, too, who is around there, too, and he is still trying to find his way about what his future is, because when the Omega Rangers put out the call after the Altarian War that they are going to take evil head on.
1: Oh, they they pretty much say galactically, fuck around, find out.
0: Yeah. It turns into just this exploration into what these young heroes are truly made of. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of plays in that trope that we see this come back tenfold because as you see with the Dark Rangers zombie army, which I mean, how crazy is this scene play out? Because like not only do you have the emotional battle that's going on but you literally have, like, The Walking Dead on steroids. I think it was a great
1: idea to do this zombie army as opposed to, like, putties. Because we've seen putties go... Yeah. And just... But to know that these are reanimated beings, it puts a whole different spin on it. Like That's where the Death Ranger really messes... Well, again, messes with you every way possible. Mm-hmm. You know, gets down into your bones and your soul with just how... He can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it just it makes for the best villains too, because if anybody plays it too safe, you don't have that fear factor that the the good guys could lose. Oh yeah, and you need that almost personal connection to to really elevate your hero and the story.
1: Your hero is only as good as their villain. Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around.
0: Right? No, your villains make your heroes, because if you have a strong rogues gallery, which is one thing the Power Rangers have had throughout the eons of time to see them really get hit on a personal level like this, Mm -hmm. and especially how they did the build going through Jason to do this. I mean, it was just such a smart play.
1: The most stalwart and ranger of rangers to, to, to have that fall like that really just is, it hurts.
0: It hurts, but you know what? It played its part too. Like that's what it did for the story overall because you as a reader reading at home get the sense of how impactful this is. Mm-hmm. That this is not just an ordinary mission. This is not just a throwaway villain. This one has been calculating playing onto the deepest, darkest fears.
1: This is not only a season finale. It could have been a series finale. Let's be honest.
0: Oh, it had that vibe to it. Yeah. And that's the, the makes for best of any collu- conclusion of a story.
1: You know, it's like Countdown to Destruction or... I could just go on even about the show and just name all those season finales. But it was that level of galactic oh shitness.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the one thing that really plays into it. Especially, Sorry,
1: kids. This this episode's definitely going to have a little bit of language. Discretion is advised, but highly not encouraged.
0: Yes. <laughs> but as you, as we see when it plays on, too, you see Andros step <gasps> oh, up. He said it right. I know. Well, I got I to calm your swearing. So this, you know, I know you can slide the money under the table here. You see Andres finally step up against Zane, who's now possessed, too, by the Death Ranger. And just how emotional that is, because his whole key about fighting has been about getting his best friend back.
1: Right. And he wasn't going to morph until it was absolutely necessary.
0: Yeah, and, and the and the battle that this build up, too. Because, like I say, we're talking about a good six, seven-issue build mm-hmm. in both books as well, too. Yep. Because, like I say, the Mighty Morphin coming off the heels of what happened with the Altarian War, was still trying to find its way, and now they're thrusted in one of the most personal battles they've ever had. That's what makes this, you know, one, this issue really stand out and why it's driving home the point of like this is an event, not just a throwaway story. And especially, too, as it starts deep diving, you see the face-offs that we've all been wanting to see. And especially, to Chad, I want to know, if you had a pick in a fight, are you taking Tommy or are you taking Jason to win?
1: I will personally take Jason, Omega Ranger Jason, over Tommy any day.
0: Okay. Okay. That's me. Yeah, that's a. It's a great question because you have arguably, you know, the franchise in Jason, but you have that Wolverine-esque wildcard character in Tommy who has gone through arguably the most character development mm-hmm. in all of Power Rangers history. I, I think that's a very fair statement to say. I know yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, he's always been equated to being the greatest ranger of all time. And mm. I can soapbox this, but next.
0: Okay, fair enough. But as we see, it, like, it just plays out that you have that emotional battle too. And then when we finally get the zords involved, I mean, Tom, walk us through this. We get a
1: new zord. So the Omega zords have, the Omega rangers have the Omega zords, which are cool and very different and a fantastic style that goes with their ancient alchemical idea so the death ranger pulls out his gold omega zord out of whatever dimension hammer space that he's got because you know comic books Mm -hmm. and he it it attaches to the omega's omega ultra zord I've never been a fan of how they've named this. Uh, the yeah, Zords. I got to say, that's on something I'm not that, a fan of either. That's a gripe we can definitely talk about later. And so now we get the Ultra Gold Omega Gold Zord something combination. It has wings.
0: Yeah. The art job, like I say, they did. And Moises Hidalgo you know, really was uh, uh, more or less the lead artist on this. Ultra Gold Omega Zord. Say that three times fast. I'm not even going to try to. I have trouble saying Andros. I'm not even going to try going that route. <laughs> <laughs> but to see the artwork that is happening here, too, like I say, the the teams really just went out of their way and just stepped up and did so much with this. Like I say, Moises Sadago was on It's Marco Renna, Raul Anglo, Walter Biamonte, Sarah Antonelli, you know, Dan Mora with the covers too. Mm. You know, like I say, you you have just the list goes on. Danielle uh, Di Nicola, like I say, the, it goes on and on. Like I could sit here and just keep raving about it, but it just really showed about how much they brought to the table here. And when you're seeing these, you know, different look, look artistic versions. Yeah. Look at
1: all this. I mean, even even just here, in the beginning of the book, you saw Billy with long, flowy hair, you know, and then by you get the next artist that tags in, you know, and then he, the design is just slightly different. We, we definitely get that artistic license and the view of the world from uh, somebody else's camera.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's huge and just how it plays out too. Like I say, everybody had a different, unique view, especially when it came down to the Zords and just seeing the different action come together because you're seeing a lot of the teamwork happen. And then especially too, I think this is one area of the book that really, it got slept on for the impact that it was. Yes. And that is when the reinforcements from Kevlar, Journey, and a certain someone. Kegan. Yep. Came flying in. And really had to come and save the day it'd be the cavalry.
1: Yes, coming in for all the way from Safe Haven to help out. Like it was amazing cavor or, or I say cavore, but I don't think we've ever gotten a chap a, actual pronunciation. Like the actual one, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah.
0: But you, as you see everybody come together too, like I say, it just it's a it's a moment that you as a fan, have you been reading this for a long time? you get that emotion pouring out. Oh, yeah. Because you're just like, yes, finally. And especially knowing with Journey's story as well, too. Like, this was her swan song because you know that she was, as she's doing this and as she has to fight Trini, too. I mean, how impactful is that moment? Mom? Yeah. She has to fight her adopted mother. And just these little emotional twists in the story, I think, really played so much of a factor in. Mm Mm-hmm. That you know, you don't have just one story going on and it's you know very straight line. Like this branches yeah. off into so many different directions.
1: And done well.
0: Yeah. There's never a moment that you feel like, okay, something is just thrown in there to be thrown in there. Like everybody has a moment. Yep. And I always say this like in comparison to television. And one of the greatest season finales I've or series finales I've ever seen is breaking bad. I'll take your word. Because everybody has a moment in there. For the most part, there's only one character I know that that we don't know what happened to them at the end. But everybody else, you know, clear cut has a moment to shine and then goes away.
1: The best part is that after we start circling back and start, you know, writing out everybody's, you know, ticket right there. So after we see Journey fight, you know, Mom and Dad, then we're watching Tommy still square up against Jason or Death Ranger Jason. And Billy's new weapon, which is supposed to disconnect the Death Ranger from the Morphin Grid and, you know, his twisted incarnation of it. Mm. Uh, Andros tries to sneak up and Death Ranger Jason yep. slices it in twain. So it's yep. not able to work. So how do you overload something with the Morphin Grid? This was Andros's hero event right there. Mm-hmm. He snuck up on Jason, put him right there in fucking hoodlock. And then did it. He said, "Let's rock it." And right there is again that emotion, that payoff, where you hear morphing complete. Yeah, I'm hearing it in my head from 25 years ago, as you know, and I'm that little teenage Tom going, "Ah, "He did the thing. He did the thing." And then we see Jason going this really, really weird morphing grid acid trip. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can put it.
0: Well, they really wanted to illustrate about what he was going through as he breaks the grid. Yeah. I mean, literally, one person breaks the most powerful energy source in this entire universe. It is the universe. I mean, but to think about it, like I say, but watching on the outside, like, you know, as, as a comic fan, you're going like, one person can do this. And then you see the travel through time and all these different moments. Oh, my God. And this is where all the different art teams jump in and really add something to it. And it's almost like their swan song to these characters. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we go through literally everything because you know that Jason has been through so much. And he's trying not to fall into the traps of the the Death Ranger. And especially with Andros coming with him, too.
1: And we see him first in his mighty Morphin Tyranno form then followed up the next few pages it's him in his armored form right after Tommy had left so we received the power of the, you know the dragon uh shield and everything mm-hmm. and then it, it then it keeps going and it gets twisted and then I, it's i think page 27 was just i mean we had this weird all twisted up and then we find Jason on the couch with his mom yeah not like that
0: yeah which i mean this moment is one that it, it got me for a second because Like we say, when you read the emotional moment of when Jason is coping with his mother's death, that hits you so hard as a reader. Oh, yeah. And that's when you know you have, like, an issue in your hands. If you can get an emotional response out of this. Once you see this happen yet again, and it plays right into the scene later, because you see that Jason is almost having his final goodbye, like the moment he didn't get a chance to have. Because he's sitting there and just trying to catch up with his mom and his mom is just not letting him have it and literally drops the line onto him like you're a good son and I love you and he's like he he has to stutter to say but he's like I'm sorry I can't stay and has to break everything about the Power Ranger code to her
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean it's just one moment that yeah it's a quick one but still knowing the backstory that has happened this is where like you really get those emotional punches right then and there oh yeah and like I say to see it all kind of unfold it just it doesn't miss its mark and especially too juggling all these characters. I mean, this is just another thing that Ryan does so well. Yeah. That everybody has their time, but it never feels like, okay, we missed something here. And to see Jason, like I said, who's been I mean, honestly, he is the star of this series right here. He gets that moment where he's just going, you know, through everything and even facing off with the Death Ranger. And the Death Ranger is like literally telling him he's like, And to even quote the book, he's like, I bless you with peace instead of grief and loss. This is why I offer you rejected and why? And Jason has to look at him just, you know, defiantly and say, because no matter how pretty your illusions are, we have to be better than that because we're rangers. Talk about that moment. I'm trying.
1: (laughs) Um, Like I said, Jason is the quintessential example of what a ranger is i think there's only ever been one other ranger in all of rangerdom but he hasn't had his time to shine in comics Mm -hmm. and i could go into a debate about that come at me um about lightspeed red but right here where we're at this is exactly what makes a ranger a ranger Mm -hmm. it's the same idea of what makes a green lantern a green lantern It, it, it is exactly what makes a hero a hero yeah. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter what color your suit is. What you need to do this is this is standing up for what's right for the sake of what is right mm. at the cost of
0: yourself. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, that's the one thing about it is just no matter what kind of trope you're in it is literally the reason you do what you do with great power comes great responsibility. Tiny Thank all you. I was
1: going to, I was waiting. I didn't want to steal your Spider-Man
0: line. Yeah. You know, you know me, that's, that's, that's <laughs> what I always go to. That's my wheelhouse, but it's another area where you're literally sitting there and you're going, this is what we get hooked on as heroes because what you have to do is decide in that moment, do you put yourself above the people that need you to help? And in Jason's case right here, he could literally have all the pain that he is going through go away, mm-hmm. and find some kind of weird inner peace. Yeah, but he channels it. But he channels it into a ferocious thunder punch.
1: Oh my god! And and just that one panel, I honestly would have loved this panel. I think I I think I might have chatted with us about Ryan that that page should have been a double mm-hmm. right there because you see Jason unmorphed and like he's going in for the straight up you know. Sure, okay. You know, and it's first Mighty Morphin Red, Mighty Morphin Dragonzord, or Dragon Shield, Omega Red, and then BOOM! Right in the kisser of the Omega Ranger. Yeah. And literally, the next panel...
0: You see the fallout. And you see that Jason is just lying there very weakened, has no idea what happened. Unmorphed. Unmorphed. And literally, the Death Ranger has been destroyed. That They know... But, unfortunately, the battle is not just done yet.
1: No, because even still, it, the essence of the Death Ranger is getting out of the other Omegas. And because TV is mm-hmm. going to be my reason, you know, no body, no death kind of idea, the essence of the Death Ranger had then taken over the uh, Ultra Gold Omega Zord.
0: Yes. Farfic Nuken, Yes. <laughs> but as you see... <laughs> It now comes down to the battle that we as fans that grew up on the show know. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's cool to see the rangers fight each other and such. Yep. But there's nothing like seeing that big monster battle.
1: No, it's, it still follows the same trope, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, we're here's the thing. This is why we're fighting. We're fighting. We beat the bad guy. He, make my monster grow! Yeah. And then there you go.
0: Yeah, so when you see that all play out too, like I say, that's where we get this big monster battle. Which, I mean, it had to end this way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see all the Rangers get inside the Zord, and they say, we need Dragon Thunder Zord power so, now.
1: As Ken says, this is a fan moment, not yes. a fan service. This is exactly what happens when you finally were able to get the Green Ranger powers with second season Thunder Zord powers all mashed together. And when Ken and I get this comic maybe a day or two early from everybody else, we're like messaging, like, dude, did you see that? Oh my yeah. God, thought, did you see that? It's like, oh, my God. So it, it really was cool, but I have comments saved to the end.
0: Yes. And that's the one thing, too, especially when we have those. I mean, we're very fortunate. We get a lot of press copies. Shout out to all our amazing press contacts. Thank you very much. We have those moments where we're going back and forth and like, dude, did you just see this? Like, oh, my God. And and have those moments. And then the the best thing is, too, going into the comic shop on Wednesday mm-hmm. and seeing somebody pick it up.
1: You just do this.
0: Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> And and you just see just their reaction as they're talking with their friends or they're talking to you and just seeing their excitement come out. Like I say, when you have these fan moments, not fan service, it's really something that stands on its own. And you just can't help but getting more amped up with the story going on, too, Mm -hmm. especially after the good guys win, doing it like they only can do.
1: Even better. It's the Jeremy Renner meme.
0: Yeah, literally. But you know what? It works. And that's the cool thing about it. And that's something as a comic fan, like you can't be. You, that's what makes reading these stories so much exciting.
1: That's why we do this, because we want to share it with you.
0: Yeah. Like that's the best thing about this. Because if you're reading a story and you don't get some kind of reaction out of it, you're, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can have build stories, but when you have that conclusion, you want to get that reaction that, oh um, man, like you need to talk about it. Yeah. And that's what you get with this story too. And then especially as we go to the final act, and especially one week later, and a big decision has been made. Tom? Well, long story short, because of everything that
1: happened, Jason can't morph. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So he has to step away from being a ranger, which in and of itself is a, is a good thing because Jason finally gets to deal with his uh, inner demons, even though he just shot one out technically out of his whatever but as as we
0: say in the odph reasons
1: reasons because reasons um so he's stepping away and everybody's saying their goodbyes and aisha and kimberly and andros and everybody's just shaking hands and yeah we cool we cool we cool we'll see you down the road we'll see you down the road on the flip as much as jason is one thing we'll come back to it i think that the heavier goodbye comes after that You know, that with Journey.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the one that Journey has used so much of her powers. She is now aged to the point that she is near death's door. Mm -hmm. And you have this emotional deathbed scene. Oh, yeah. Where she's talking with Zach and Trini and and the rest of the Omega Rangers family. And basically, they're telling her there's nothing you, you can do to save yourself. Like, it's the end. And how Journey handles this is just absolutely mind-blowing
1: i mean let's be honest for someone who grew up that fast she was so emotionally uh stable away ahead of her time she was literally grown up ahead of her time
0: Mm -hmm. to see this all play out in this manner is absolutely mind-blowing because she's she's accepting that she's lived this full life in the course of days not even years
1: I would say weeks or months.
0: Yeah, I'd say ma- to, weeks at we, the most.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we got a full timeline on when that happened.
0: Right, and you see that Trini's trying to explain, like, you shouldn't have saved us. And she's like, but it's not about that, though. Like, at the end, I died a noble death. I mm-hmm. saved everybody. And, like, how much of a superhero line is that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's perfect. Because she has always just been somebody that has never shown fear. And even in the face of upcoming death, she's not worried about and then even the, the gut punch, which, I mean, you sit there and you're just like, man, when uh, Zach and Trina are like, I'm sorry we never found your parents, and, and Journey just answers them back and goes, Mom, Dad, I'm home. Mm-hmm. That moment. Ugh. Like, like, we haven't gone through enough of an emotional connection no, already. not at all. Like no, I say, we've been reading this now for six, seven issues just as part of the story, let alone going and writing from the heels of the Altarian War. And you're just like, oh man, like how Ryan sets this up, and especially the art team to depicting the mannerisms, because Journey, even though she is dying, never loses her smile nope. in any of the panels. Not at all. Like uh, I it's just amazing. Right even to where they're standing over her grave. Mm-hmm. Like it's still that much of an emotional gut punch. And then it's capped off with Jason explaining he can't morph anymore.
1: And that he has to leave the team. And, you know, her, him and Trini have that little moment of like, well, you know, it could have worked out between us. I didn't. Da-da-da-da-da. Of which we get a funny payoff later. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then Jason finally checks his phone.
0: Yep. To find out he has a message from his mother.
1: That he has avoided listening to for two, three weeks at this point probably.
0: Mm-hmm. And it just really caps in about, you know, tying everything together, and just how she's like, I'm good, I feel fine, and just really explaining life, and and just really kind of co-signing on like, she's happy with her life, but she understands like what he lives with his.
1: hmm And and it also goes over everybody. It goes over what's applicable, to Jason. What she says is good also for Andros and for the other Rangers to move on themselves. Um, as you know individuals, it really is one of those perfect narrations like you get at the end of a movie of the character that might be gone or their final letter they wrote to their family. it, it, it beautifully ties everything up.
0: Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible. And then we get the final montage of everybody with their morphers and you, we need a montage. Yeah. And we do see the new lineup of teams as things are going to be heading forward in the combined book. Mm -hmm. And we do get the final montage picture of everybody fighting together. And they're in their suits, ready to go. And
1: Hey, who's that Omega Red Ranger on there? Well, why don't you break that down for us, Well, it's Trini, as a matter of fact. Trini finally gets her time to shine. So there's been a little dynamic shift. Trini now becomes the Omega Red Ranger because, let's be honest, she has been second in command. Mm -hmm. You know, during the—sorry, Zach, you you haven't been— and uh, so we need someone to step up and be the new yellow ranger. And I'm going to talk about that when we get to our gripes.
0: Yeah. But we see the montage. Everybody's ready to go. And then the the final shot we see is Jason ready to walk into the light where he's just left with the quote, promise me that no matter where you are, you always protect each other and stay safe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give your best of your friends. Talk to you soon. Bye. And that's it. That. Yeah. I mean, there is just so much win about this book, too. And especially you talk about events. And I mean, this is why we're kind of tying into what's going to be happening this week with the brand new event that's going to be kicking off on tomorrow as we record for The Darkest Hour and My Morphin Power Rangers 111. That's it. I mean, this is kind of where everything plays into. So that being said, Tom, we've talked a lot about what we loved about this. I mean, the fan moments, the writing is impeccable the art visions and everybody has a different style they go with. What is some things you did not love about this book?
1: So a little things that, you know, I was not a fan of mm-hmm. uh, one, the design of the dragon thunder, uh, thunder zord. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little too basic for me. It really just had been like, Oh, Hey, here's the dragon's Zord. we're just going to make it thunder on the thunder or armor on the thunder zord and that's it. Mm-hmm. it it literally almost could have just been a head swap and you wouldn't know the difference um the other one was at the end with the new team setup and two team dynamic with trini becoming the red ranger who had to take over the yellow ranger spot but Kavor. and maybe it's me maybe it's just because i wasn't a huge fan of the character because he you know he's trying to flirt on you know, journey, and she's got her own thing going on, and I was like, okay, this is just the guy down the street, you know, saying, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. But for him to become the Yellow Ranger, I don't necessarily know if he earned that, and that's my opinion.
0: I have to agree with you, and I know I'll say something in the chat, that will get people fired up, but... Do it. Yeah, let's do it. It's like the equivalent of giving Jar Jar Binks all the power to make the vote in the Senate for Star Wars.
1: And this is a you idea.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, Kevlar, I agree with you. I don't think—I understand why he was there, and he served a purpose for it. So I understand they were really trying to push him, but that's how it kind of came across to but, me.
1: But, look, we already have, you know, cyan-colored cat ranger. Why can't we have yellow chicken ranger? Yeah. I think he would have been a better ranger. I
0: fully agree with you about that. It's just one of those areas that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. you know? But this is an area that you kind of have to sit there and think about and go, okay, let the story breathe. Like, it's not my favorite moment of this, and I do agree with you about that. I just think that it was interesting how they went with that route, and especially seeing where they are going now with it, I think really makes for a very, very interesting idea moving forward.
1: Now, what were some of your funny points or, you know, those little tiny comical lines that they were able to throw in?
0: Oh, man. I mean, they had so many just in the beginning, too, as you're seeing with Zordon talking with everybody and they're just kind of like do we like are we really sure we want to do this or we really want to be in?
1: my favorite one is where they finally combine the zords and the gold omega ultra zord right mm-hmm. o- o- omega ultra whatever zord has wings and say next time we get wings and do you know when the last, next time is that they did get their wings hmm. it was in the crossover with the uh, turtles too
0: very well played and ironically who wrote that Ryan Barrett yes so, I, like I say, I think it had a, a fair balance of everything. There wasn't anything I, I, I didn't really like about this.
1: No, I mean, it, it hit every single note that it had to as a Power Rangers story. Mm. I will give that, a, I will not d- deter that at all or take away from it. Again, these are just little, tiny, nitpicky things coming from one, a guy who knows Power Rangers at least to the 99.1 percentile. Mm-hmm. And a guy who is the comic book guy.
0: yes. but you know like I say, I jumped in late about this and this and I have been catching up and working my way back mm-hmm. And just to see the storyline and the buildup for this like you really get the more impact out of this if you've been jumping on since Ryan took over the books. Yeah like I say if you if you jump in late even for where this the charge to 100 took place right. You still will get something out of it, but for a long time reader, you're going to get that much more bang for your buck.
1: A hundredfold.
0: Yes. And to see how this all played out, it unified the books. We now only have one title a month. Yep. And the- sad.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm like seriously, really sad, but it gives me time to read other things.
0: But you know, but the, it's the cool thing about it too is the way the new creative team has taken over and really ran with it. And still are juggling around everybody, but giving the overall feel of like what is coming up. Oh, as- it,
1: it's a huge snowball of, of it's, it's one big black snowball effect that's coming, just rolling down the mountain. And tomorrow's issue is seriously going to hit you like a ton of bricks.
0: Yeah. Cause you can see that snowball on screen right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And on top of it, this again, it's not fan service. It's all been fan moments. Mm-hmm. These are the little tiny things that Missy has been, been building up to. And the little twists and everything, and you can check out all of our reviews, you know, on Nerd Initiative, and and check mine out too about everything that's been going on, where we can, where it's everything's building to up to tomorrow. It's literally going to be a game changer. It, ne- there hasn't been an event in Power Rangers in the comics that have not been a game changer, mm-hmm. and we got to understand that as a Power Ranger fan, this is not you know tick for tack with the TV show or any of the series. This is a parallel retelling. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of like the Kelvin universe of Star Trek, only in spandex.
0: Yes. But that's one thing that this universe has given us as moments, and especially, too, with how impactful issue 100 is. And being that we just had this this milestone issue. Oh, very much. Which lived up to the hype. That It, it did. It gave everybody that final send-off, especially for a creator that's been with it for six years and in this day and age, we can't reiterate that enough. Not at all. You rarely see that anymore. There's long runs where you're allowed to really develop characters. You're allowed to give a lot back to your readers and still have them engage and still keep pushing the envelope forward. I mean, that's something that fans are now getting a taste of if you pick up Rogue Son from Image Comics and Black Market Narrative. So tying that all together there's a lot to be excited about. And especially from what we saw in this most recent event, this is why this issue coming out tomorrow is that much important to pick up. Yeah. So let us cap it off like this, Tom, we need your grade. What is your grade on mighty Morphin power Rangers? 100 from boom studios. It is a perfect 100 perfect 10 perfect 100 perfect 100.
1: I'm sorry. It can't be a 10. It needs to be a perfect 100.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to give you this for where you jump in as a reader and if you've been a long time one, this gives you everything you wanted. Mm-hmm. You have so many emotional moments. It almost feels like we almost got greedy with how many just fan interactions that we get from this because you can literally talk to any other power Rangers that read this issue or fans that read this issue and just be in, just rave about this. There really isn't anything that I thought was a misstep by any stretch of the imagination. No, like I said, just tiny little things, but again, that's me being extremely nitpicky. Right. For him being a, you know, an extreme Power Rangers fan to me being one that is has been converted due to the writing and and the teams that have been involved here. That this has now become a staple in my pull list. Mm-hmm. To see this all kind of tie together, I I give it a nine point five. Like I think is is near perfect. It was just a little too much of an emotional overload for me with some of the recaps, like with Jason and then with Andros Journey and, and Journey yeah, and Trini
1: it, and I mean everybody had had the moment.
0: Yeah, it's a lot, but it's not bad. It's just a lot. Like I like I say, I, I wouldn't. It's it's damn near a perfect ten. Like I say, for me to give a nine five, like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely nothing to think that we're sneezing at it and talking down about. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, obviously we have to give you some recommendations before uh, you go hit the comic shop. So Tom, I think I know where you're going. So kick us off. Spider? No. I'm
1: <laughs> Tomorrow, issue one 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 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Melissa Flores. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Go to make sure it's in your poll list get all the variants, as many as possible. Um, what's interesting, I don't know, did you see this? That it's already, before it's even hit the shelves, it's already due for a second print. There's yeah. so much hype on this. It's already getting a second print. Like, not many comics do that nowadays.
0: No, they definitely don't. So you definitely want to pick this up. I got this uh, circled on my list as well. Um, It's a big massive verse week for me. So I know... Talking to Melissa Flores, Dead Lucky Number 8 is coming out. Uh, the story of BB has really gone in an interesting direction, and I can't wait to see what uh, Melissa and French Carl Emanuel have planned out. Rogue Sun Number 15, uh, Ryan Parrott, uh, Abel, Marco Renna, doing amazing things. I, if you love what you see in the Power Ranger stuff that we were just talking about, I highly, highly, highly recommend you go pick up Rogue Sun. It's been an absolute wild adventure. Can't speak highly enough about it. And No One Number Five, which, if you're not involved in that, I like I don't even say it's a series. It's more like a movement. Yeah. Because not only do you get this fantastic story going on with Geraldo Borges' art, artwork, you get this Accompanying podcast with Patton Oswald and Rachel Lee Cook mm-hmm. that plays right into the story. It's such a a, a new level thinking creative piece. Uh, like I say, with the team over at Black Market Narratives, just doing so many amazing things with this. I can't stress it enough. Like that whole series has just been absolute amazing.
1: It's an intertwined mass media monster of wonderfulness.
0: Yeah. So there's so much going on there too. You definitely need to go pick it up. And if you're still looking for more recommendations, and I hope you are. Where can we find them? Well, I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up because we are doing something which I don't think anybody else is doing at on comic reviews for New Comic Book Day. Nerd Initiative, this coming Wednesday, as we record August 23rd, is going to be having a new review drop every hour on the hour starting at 9 a.m., and we have got some great picks coming to you from Boom Studios, Boom. Image Comics, IDW Publishing, Ahoy Comics. We already have some stuff out from DC this week, which I'm telling you right now, the Penguin series that came out too, is an absolute must read. That book really blew me away this week. So if you are looking for stuff to pick up at the shops, that's where you need to go check out. We're The whole Nerd Initiative bullpen has got picks for you lined up throughout the day, so you can always just pop back, hit that refresh button, and make sure you check them out and get down to your comic shops and go pick those up. So before we get out of here, we just got to do a couple quick plugs. I mean, first and foremost... For our guy, Matt, who is not here this week. He cheers to you. Cheers, cheers to you. Cheers to uh, you. Definitely want to go check out what's going on at Hopsky's News. Uh, Matt and Lauren definitely put on some great work. Lauren might be with us next week. Ooh. So when we're talking some comics, we're going to have a, a guest uh, on from the bullpen. So definitely excited to have her on the show. Uh, so you definitely want to make sure you're following what's going on there. And you can find out what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, maybe a little sooner than later. Hint, yeah. hint. Nudge, nudge. And then, Tom, why don't you tell the people how they can find you and everything you're doing? So, you can
1: find me, boom, right here at Off the Cuff Tom, your pop culture connoisseur. This will take you over to my Linktree. You'll find everything that I'm doing. You can fi- follow me over on YouTube and watch my old video game plays. You can catch me on Instagram, which is a little backdoor into my life. You can see my stupid TikToks that I do because I'm starting to do more stories on there daily of just silly things. You can check out all my reviews that I do on various sites. So, please come on over. Tomorrow, I'm going to have one heck of a one uh, Power Rangers 111. So, absolutely. After you read the Nerd Initiative one, swing back and read
0: mine. Yes, absolutely. And if you want to find out everything going on with me and the ODPH, it is very simple. You can leave mine up. That's okay. That's okay. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on the social media accounts. We're definitely growing in a lot of the uh, social media accounts, so we definitely like interacting with everybody. So we have a lot of stuff coming there, too. Also, you can find the links to Nerd Initiative as well. Mm We have a lot of stuff that is coming on, especially there is something very, very special that is going to be dropping during AEW Dynamite on Nerd Initiative social media. So if you are clamoring for some pro wrestling content, I highly recommend you keep it locked to Nerd Initiative social media on Wednesday because there's a big announcement coming that you definitely want to make sure you have that subscribe button hit for everything going on with Nerd Initiative because you won't want to miss that. And... And, do we have any more secrets to you know t- talk about? Well, we do because I was going to say we can't leave without saying to you have a bonus episode coming this week. If the stars align, mm. it will be a very massive episode for you to digest. So you want to make sure that you are following and subscribing to Nerd Initiative on YouTube and the tiktoks the twitches the social medias galore because with what we have coming out you definitely don't want to miss it because there is something very special coming that we cannot talk about but trust us when it happens it will be coming on and it will be definitely something you want to go check out as well And especially, too, with the contact us there, you can enter for the giveaway that we are giving out in two weeks, I believe. That's it. It's almost the end of the month, man. We're going to be giving away
1: uh, the Secret Invasion set with the, uh... oh.
0: You're going to have the Gabriel Del Otto variant cover. That's why we keep it. Along with the series, too. So, like I say, if you go click on that QR code for Nerd Initiative, contact us, and you get entered into the drawing. I mean, how simple is that? Free comics! Yay!
1: If it's free, it's for me!
0: I was going to say, we can't make it any simpler for you. So, that being said, it's going to be a big week here at Nerd Initiative for the comics content. So, you want to make sure you're following us on all social media. A lot of things kicking off, especially on New Comic Book Day, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss what's happening. So for the one and only Tom Craven.
1: Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. And make sure to stay safe out there in Cyberland.
0: My name is Ken M. And remember, when you're at the comic shop and you have a great issue in your hands and you see somebody struggling to pick something up, hand it off to them. Tell them to turn a page. We'll see you next time.